This episode of Bachelor Party is brought to you by Folgers. Mornings set the tone for the rest of your day, and so does your first cup of coffee. So it's important to have coffee that's up to the task. Folgers offers so many varieties, whether you're looking for a smooth or rich cup of coffee, Folgers has a roast that will surprise you with delicious flavor. Folgers is available in a range of varieties, including dark roasts like black silk and noir. It also is available in K-Cup for Kerrig. I wake up and I basically immediately make coffee. And for my entire time of college, we almost exclusively had Folgers, so I'm very familiar with how delicious it is. I love on The Bachelor when they also drink coffee in the morning. I love when you see them still in their pajamas waiting for Chris Harrison to come in. It's hilarious. And hey, they should maybe drink Folgers coffee because the best part of waking up is Folgers in your cup. Today's episode is also brought to you by Schmitz. If you've always wanted to try a natural deodorant but were worried it might not work, Schmitz does. You'll never find aluminum or artificial fragrances. Made with coconut oil and essential oils, Schmitz keeps you fresh all day naturally. Visit schmitz.com to learn more or find it at a retailer near you. Welcome to Bachelor Party. I'm Julia Littman. New schedule. We're just anticipating Klaisha by getting on the Tuesday night schedule. Here I am. Uh, it's going to be happening all season, right after Claire slash Tasha. This podcast will be coming to you. And, you know, I just want to like feel that Klaisha energy. And so as a result, diving headfirst back into Bachelor Nation after some dalliances with Bravo and Netflix. And to do so, I am joined by Brett Vergara. Hi, Brett. Welcome. Hello. I'm so excited to be on. Airhorn, airhorn, airhorn. I'll have to add in some sound effects. Yeah. Or I was just going to do them, but okay. Or you can add them, you know, layer it, you know, nah, do a little. Well, uh, little I like little your harmony. sound effects. They're good. Okay, Thank you works. very much. Um, Brett, I feel like you're a bachelor Twitter celebrity, maybe like B list celebrity. I don't, maybe I don't know what I am. Season. I, I don't know what I am. I mean, that's, that's very flattering. I, I just, uh, I'm, I'm <laughs> over I called here you just, I'm sorry. just like, just like the rest of us. I'm just trying my best over here. And for some reason, this has become this whole, whole little world for me. When did you start watching the bachelor bachelorette or various spinoffs? So sometimes I feel like a bit of an imposter in Bachelor mm. Nation because I'm like a, in the grand scheme of things, fairly new. Like my mm. first season was Bachelor in Paradise. Oh my and it God. Was Bachelor in Paradise of 2016. So, 2016. you know, we'll get into like the, the, you know, the politics of Bachelor Nation a little bit later, but I think. Uh, yeah, so that was like Nick's Redemption yes. Paradise. Yes, it was. And, and I, I was watching with a friend of mine. They um, they were able to have Bachelor in Paradise in 2016. Here we are. I know, I know, exactly. Oh, well, we so get like, the, as the you, really, um, you really like long for, yeah, long for the good old days of 2016 when it was only just like embers. And now it's just a full, full inferno. That's funny. I was thinking about the, the Hillary Clinton gifts that came out of the first presidential debate in 2016 when she did that shimmy. And what a, a di- different time. You know how I actually remember, because, you know, in these times, time is just fake. You know, we're doing sure. Bachelor on, on Tuesdays and like just nothing, it's crazy. nothing makes sense anymore. So sometimes I like forget when the election was because it's just, you know, and how I remember uh, and I also like remember when Pokemon Go was because of Pokemon Go to the polls. It's like such sure. like a it's such sure, like a donkey yeah. bridge. It just connects. 
The Ringer began in 2016, so I, I judge a lot of things mm, against when, okay. when the Ringer, Ringer began. June 1st, 2016. We only had a short life before the election. But anyway, we'll come back to politics. I do want to talk about the politicization of Bachelor Nation, which I think is increasing, uh, increasingly happening. And it's interesting yeah. to see what's going on there. Obviously, yeah. um, Rachel, who's my good friend. And I know yeah. that she's your friend as well. She mentioned that you yeah. guys are pals. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that, I think especially more like these days too, because we've had like plenty of passing interactions, but then she just like was amazingly helpful with like the bachelor diversity campaign stuff. And you know, we were we were just like going back and forth with her behind the scenes a good amount. So I yeah, name check her all friend. the time to make myself seem cool, but I mention <laughs> her I mention her now because I think that she was a leader in being outspoken and not and not being afraid to to uh, address politics, but it's just happening more and more. Um, and so I want to talk about that, but let's just go back to bachelor paradise 2016 for a second. Oh, yeah. really, fa- really foundational. I mean, that was Ashley and Jared's second time on paradise. Ashley's second time, mm-hmm. I believe. And that was yeah. sort of like, um, I think one of the culminating events in their timeline, it was the Nick redemption story. And it was kind of like, um, when paradise was still a bit of a free for all, it still very much had the bachelor pad energy mm-hmm. though. It was yeah. paradise. Have you ever seen bachelor pad? I've seen clips of it, but I really need to just go back and consume. I, I the think it's on HBO thing. Max. Okay, all right, duly so noted. You could, you could check it out. So, yeah. So you've never seen Claire? She's new. Or did you watch the uh, Winter Games in eighteen? I went back. So I, I've since like gone back to like certain things. So I I did see Winter Games. So that's like one where I was watching love, along with everybody love else. Love Winter Games. Yeah. No, I did too. And like I was so bummed about Summer Games. Like I mean, I'm hoping that. I'm I'm really curious to see what they do with production schedules, whether they'll just scrap that for next year. Uh, because like the theoretically could still do it. Yeah. I, I heard the summer games was supposed to shoot like in America in yeah. uh in the spring in the South. And yeah. so they definitely could do that. Um, I think it's a question of like, will people want to do that? And and who knows? But uh yeah, I, I forgot the summer games were even supposed to happen, but you know. What, what can you do? Yeah, um, we've lost many a thing this year. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's just low, one of the, low the list, but it's okay. Yeah. Have Have you heard anything about when Matt James's production is kicking off? Oh man, I think it's I think he's it there now. Soon, I think. Yeah, so soon. I think he's, like he's Matt still James posting is there on social now. media. He's still posting. Yeah, I think they're like they're getting everybody there. So I I think like October like. Mm. kind of like beginning middle of October seems like a time where they're going to start over there. Yeah. It seems like they're, they're gearing up a bit. Uh, yeah. And that, I think they're, they're aiming to do Claire starting October 13th, which has been confirmed through, yeah. uh, I, then I was like, gave me it out. It would go like right up until the end of the year. If it follows yeah. the normal case, Man, that's like, who be, knows? That could be wild. Like having it go like right through Thanksgiving and, you know, towards Christmas. I'm like, ah, well, it, I don't know. Like, I'd love to actually even get into that because uh, I mean, I'm looking forward to it a lot just because there's not really much else going on. So I'm like just craving bachelor content, even if I'm like, I don't even know what we're in store for, but I'm you know excited just like have that back and have like Twitter back a little bit. Um, but I think it's going to be interesting. I think if I were to make a prediction, yes, please do. People, not necessarily like a, Who's she gonna, you know, like that sort of prediction? But I think less people are gonna watch, not because of any fault of Claire or, you know, maybe maybe Tasha, you know, like we, we take we take <laughs> we take Tasha to be a certainty here. It's it's yeah, Claisha. 
it's cliche in these parts. Yeah. Is Taisha canon yet? Like, I don't know if we're allowed to. uh, Yeah. Okay. Um, On this podcast, she is. Well, I think it's interesting because I was thinking, you know, with like, listen to your heart. And obviously, like, Bachelor Goat was a lot different because it wasn't, again, like this, like, canon kind of series. Sure. But I do think less people were watching it just because with these, like, corona times, like, we're not like on the same like timetable and there's not yeah. like water cooler talk, you know, at work the next day. So like schedules don't really matter. So people aren't like, oh, like Mondays at eight, like I got to make sure I watch. There's like plenty of things on Netflix they could watch instead. They're not like, yeah, casually talking to friends and coworkers about The Bachelor and Bachelorette stuff, which I think is a big reason why a lot of people watch. So yeah. I'd be curious to see what happens. That's interesting. Listen to your heart. I was happy to have it at the time. In retrospect, yeah. it was so bad. And like that was like a relic lost of time. <laughs> I disagree. I loved Listen to Your Heart. And it was really, I know it's like a very, uh, yeah, I don't know. I actually didn't really get why people were shitting on it that much. Well, here's my thing. This is the positive Listen to Your Heart. I loved yeah. when they were all just at the non-Bachelor Mansion. When they were, it was like in Simi Valley. I think it's called yeah. like the humming, Hummingbird Ranch. I loved when they were there. And it reminded me of paradise in the best way. And so that's one of the reasons why I think that the Klesha season will be good. I think the single location actually um, breeds a kind of drama that the show needs more of. And it's one of the reasons why paradise works. I think when they started traveling and they like, it was very unclear, like what the rules of the show was like, Mm. okay. So like you have to win American idol and also fall in love. (laughs) It's just like a little bit too much. I will say I'm a shameless company woman over here. I love a Spotify daily mix. I listened to mixes one, Mm. two, three, four, five, and six. And a song came on and I was like, what is this? This is interesting. And I look, it was Chris and Brie. Chris and Brie was being oh, fed man. to me by the algorithm. I couldn't believe it. Do you remember it. what song it was? Because I, no. I listened to a couple of their stuff, but um, so they, I really liked them, but also Rudy, like her singles, because I think really Chris and Brie um, mainly did like covers on that album that they put out. But Rudy has like some really good songs. She kind of gives me like um, a little bit of like an Ariana Grande vibe with a lot of her stuff. She's really good. Yeah. She clearly stayed on the show longer than she should have because she was a good yeah. singer. But hey, that's yeah. okay. Why did you, why yeah. did you think the show was good? Like, what are yeah. what's your sell and listen to your heart? So I do agree with your take where it was a lot better in the beginning because again, like Bachelor in Paradise is still like my favorite, um, you know, part of this whole franchise. Oh, and also to like to kind of like go back to that whole thing, like how I got started and all that sure. was Bachelor in Paradise was how I started because. I used to be at BuzzFeed, so I was like more in the media space, like when that was on. And just like my boss at the time was like, "Oh yeah, like we should all like watch this together and you know talk about it." She had been watching for years. Wholesome so like, oh. content. Yeah, yeah, no, no, right. It's like, oh yeah, it could give us like a little fun thing to you know. Um, so I started watching it, watched it with a friend, just jumped right into you know paradise. So it was missing so much context and. Uh, the thing that was interesting and what I think really hooked me initially is especially without that context, I would watch a situation and watch like certain people. And, you know, if I was watching with someone, we would just have viscerally different reactions to certain people where I'd be like, Oh yeah. Like I really like so-and-so like she, like I remember Kayla, Kayla Quinn, for example. Of, co- of like, course. I really, yeah. I'm a, like, ben, I really I'm a ben like Higgins uh, fanatic. So of yeah. course his memories, his season oh, yeah. seared into my memory. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Because I, you know, so she was on that Paradise season too. She was the yeah, one pulling Jared, Jared away. Jared was into her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I remember like really liking Kayla. It's like, oh, she seems like really sweet, you know. And like my friend was like, she's so fake, like. And I'm like, oh my god, like. And then just like the psychological, just like the psychology of all that was really fascinating to me. It's like, oh, like why do you think she's fake? Why? So it kind of got <laughs> to this different place. Uh, so you're really into listen to your heart. I was going to say, I think that yeah. show was partially hurt by obviously by COVID. It was just like a crazy yeah. moment. And like, while you'd think people were watching time TV, it was actually more diffuse than everything. But also I've been thinking a lot about this various stages of COVID. Um, stage one was dominated by Tiger King and Ozark, like completely. Yeah. Yeah, That's like, right. it was just what everyone was watching. And then like, we were still new to like the zoom production game. So it was like, Oh, yeah. cool. They can do a telethon <laughs> and whatever. So I think it was obviously a, a victim of the time, but I don't know if it would do much better regularly. No, I don't, I don't think it would have either. Yeah. I mean, I agree. I, and I do. Well, okay. So going back to the, the defense of it, right. Yeah. Is, uh, you know, I do understand like what you're saying where I think it's sort of, like lost its way towards the end because it was like, do we want to be American Idol or do we want to be like a Bachelor show? Yeah. And it was trying to be both at the same time, which made the rules very confusing. So I get that. And I think it would actually benefit from, I mean, I don't think it's going to happen, but I think if it was extended a little bit more and that certain things could play out, then, and you could actually like see connections form more, then I think it could make like a little bit more sense. Because yeah. I remember it was... um Oh, it was like Rudy and I'm forgetting the other Matt. Is that Matt, who a yes. partner was? Yeah. Like they were definitely like kind of rushed into a relationship where I'm like, I don't think that they were ready to like get engaged. They were just kind of like yeah. talking a little bit. And it was like, all right, we're two weeks in. So we got to like really make this happen. <laughs> uh, but what I did really like about it is I think it's interesting. A lot of people I know criticize Bachelor rightfully so for leaning into this like influencer culture and kind of like, oh, everybody's so kind of like, built in a lab to go on bachelor and you're seeing that more and more and i i thought like these people were a little bit more unique yeah they like, were they, they had they had more yeah just like more individual kind of looks that you you could also tell that and you know who who knows how how true this actually is but they just seemed a little less prepared for the bachelor experience in general you know a little like you know, some of them like didn't even know Chris Harrison's name and like that. There was like some, some true like authenticity, I thought. Yeah. That kind of came from there was it. like a, a roughness to it in a way. I agree, a I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. I agree with that. And I, I am hopeful that with Clacia's season, the fact that the men are older and not to say that they're old, like there's plenty of 27 yeah. year olds in the bunch, but they are older, you know, and that, that makes a big difference. I think also in terms of like just how you approach the whole scenario. That's one of the reasons why Nick yeah. has always been fun It's just because he's been a little bit more seasoned at life. So yeah, I, I'm yeah. looking forward to it. But I actually, here's the case for ratings being good, which is that with sports, we've seen that like when there's golf on, like when there's golf on, people just like huddle around the TV and they're so excited mm -hmm. about it because yep. they just start miss new programming. So we'll see. I think in general, like TV ratings are down. Like I think even football ratings are down, but like yeah. for events and things that people care about, there's, there is a big following. Um, so we'll see. I, yeah. I, uh, I'm curious to see how Tasha does as the lead. I'm like really excited about it. I, I think that she like just seems so lovely uh, and I'm curious to see like how she, how she like manages the game, essentially what kind yeah. of coach is she, what kind of game manager. Yeah. So I can't wait, but, um, 
yeah, I don't know. I, I think it'll just be good to like not just be living on the, in the the Bachelor internet and like actually having a new show because yeah. when the show's not on, it kind of like devolves into all of these like hypotheticals and like Bachelor Reddit and Bachelor Twitter are just like oh, so yeah. so yeah. obsessive. This episode of Bachelor Party is brought to you by Folgers. Morning set the tone for the rest of your day, and so does your first cup of coffee. So it's important to have a coffee that's up to the task. Folgers offers so many varieties, whether you're looking for a smooth or rich cup of coffee, Folgers has a roast that will always surprise you with delicious flavor. Folgers is available in a range of varieties, including dark roasts like black, silk, and noir. It's also available in cake cup for Carrick. I can't go more than an hour with that coffee, and I think it's the same on The Bachelor. I mean, they're up so late that you have to imagine they wake up and immediately go for a brew. I mean, I hope they're having Folgers because do you remember that classic jingle? The best part of waking up is Folgers in your cup. And Bachelor yeah. Twitter is where a lot of conversation is happening right now. And this is one of the things I want to talk about. And Brett, you were one of the founders of the Bachelor Diversity Campaign, I believe. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and yeah, it's like there was a good amount of people. And I even always uh, kind of go back and forth. Like, I don't even like calling myself like a founder of it. I more just like once I, I'll give you like the, the story of it. It's like, um, well, talking about where all this conversation happens, there's like Bachelor Twitter, you know, Reddit. Yeah. But what I think is very underrated, and I know that you have a group as well, is like these Facebook groups. You know, I was like going to say, we don't under, I don't Facebook underrate group. it. Yeah, it's yeah, major. Yeah, it's like your, your Facebook group. You know, there's there's my Facebook group, which is where the Bachelor Diversity campaign started. There's this woman, Chloe, who uh, just like kind of posted when phone especially initially sure. and then it has like very much its own megaphone now which i'm very grateful for um but initially i was just screaming in the dms of literally every single bachelor person i've ever communicated with ever <laughs> you know where it's like like listen you you came for my memes but now you got to stay for this bachelor diversity campaign that i'm going to pitch you in addition to big rach who um was really keen to get involved oh it was a lot of people like it was um you know, like Tyler C, Ben Higgins, your boy, uh, Nick was really supportive. Like, yeah, it's like Taylor. I, honestly, it was really Taylor's shocking. been pretty amazing the last couple of months. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just sh- shows you what a crappy edit she got on the show. Um, yeah. Because she's, I've been, like, she's been so substantive with what she's been saying and sort of like her actions and stuff. I think that's been cool. And I also yeah. just want to mention, I actually interviewed Daniela Gonzalez and Sam Hoffman for the for Yeah, the pod. I remember. Yeah. But um, it was set to run. And then they announced Matt was the Bachelor. Yeah. And like, it just didn't take that into account. Yeah. So we never ran it. But it was like a really uh, great conversation. And they were really lovely. And I was really glad to talk to them. Just wanted to acknowledge them. But um, I think, and it's been interesting, like, you know, Tyler, I praise Tyler a lot. I do think that it is warranted in this particular situation where he is such a, in some ways, like generic bachelor candidate or bachelor mm-hmm. contestant, bachelorette contestant. Um, yeah. And one of the reasons like we became so obsessed with him was because he actually like had a type of depth and like um, contour to his personality that you don't, you didn't frequently get from bachelor people. So last summer, especially bachelor men. Yeah. Especially bachelor men. It was such like a shock when he was like, you know, very early on kind of like willing to reference politics or like a position on something. And, um, that was like pretty shocking. And now the last couple of months, it's been a, you know, I think obviously the bachelor diversity campaign has been a really big piece of it. 
but just as the world is evolving and changing, um, and obviously the Garrett controversy just has brought yeah. so much to light about, or it's just really made politics unavoidable. And I think there's like, I think there's a, there's a conversation out there about like whether bachelor nation should include politics or not. I think so. I actually have not yeah. really, it hasn't really made my, um, feeds because I think like, like so many people, I have a real echo chamber. So the people that I follow yeah. mostly are like comfortable with there being a political bent and like kind of acknowledge that perhaps it's inescapable at the moment. But there is like this conversation about like, sh- does politics belong in The Bachelor? Which is just like, so it's not funny, but it's so closely mimics to um, politics belong in sports. And that, mm, yeah. which is, which is right. a conversation that's been happening a long time. And, you know, working in sports media, very aware of how people perceive that and how it's always been a yeah. conversation. Um, and it's just been interesting and surprising to see who chimes in. And I guess yeah. I'm, I'm curious, like for you as kind of like a, um, independent bachelor commentator, what has, who, who definitely leans into the political side of things? Like what has been your experience online and like, who have you been communicating with? If you're comfortable saying that's also like wanted to be a part of the sort of like rising voice of bachelor people who want to acknowledge politics and be a part of it. Yeah. I mean, you know, unfortunately it's a real, real small room, you know? And, and I, and as far as like, should politics be involved in bachelor, be involved in sports, it's like, we're at a point where, you know, like politics can't be like untethered from, from life, you know, and yeah. that includes bachelor, includes sports. <laughs> so it like really, it, again, it kind of gets into this whole layer of privilege where it's like, I don't feel like politics right now. It's like, well, like none of us are really into politics at the moment. I mean, man, it's been a week, but you know, just because something isn't like cute to deal with and cute to acknowledge doesn't mean that it shouldn't be a part of like the conversation. And also to not, not just do I think it's necessary. I just think it would be interesting. And I think yeah. it like, you know, you're, you're looking like, for example, the conversations that I like most are conversations you kind of get from other dating shows, like dating around, for example, like love I think about dating what I around. Want. Yeah, I love <laughs> dating around too. And I, I think about what I would want from the bachelor franchise, you know, and obviously too, a part of what makes bachelor successful is like they do have like this formula right and then they yeah. do lean into like the the cheesiness and all that but you know i really long for the contestants speaking a little bit more about you know maybe it's politics maybe it's just kind of like a little bit more like real topics instead of just speaking in platitudes you know a lot of it's just like oh you know i, I really feel like i'm forming a connection with you falling in love with you i love my family you know it's all these just general like cool but like you know, can we get into this a little bit more? And this isn't politics related, but one of my favorite conversations was Rachel and Peter Krause back in the day. Um, you know, just talking about one, their their gap, you know, their little, their little gap in the teeth. And then the other one was when they talked about therapy and they talked about going to get like relationship counseling after breakups. And, and I was like, yeah, like that's like the kind of conversations I want to see. I think in general, conversations about therapy on big platforms are like always gratifying. I was on Jam Session, which is a different podcast that I co-host with my um, colleague, Amanda Dobbins. We were talking about how exciting it was for Core Jefferson to thank his therapist and his acceptance speech at the Emmys this week. Yeah. And I think that anyone who's ever like really felt gratitude and 
just like pride in their work, like from working with their therapist, like can really relate to that. And mm-hmm. there's some, yeah. and, and the funny thing about The Bachelor is they have a staff psychologist, like they have someone on hand. And so like therapy is a part of the show, but I think like the cynical and probably unfortunately true such story there is that um, they're there because it's such like a, a unhealthy environment for humans yeah. that like you yeah. need to have some kind of mental health support, um, yeah. which I feel like I'm saying with a little bit too much glee in my voice, but it's just like, I think one, one thing um, with the bachelor right now that I'm very aware of heading into this Klesha season is like, it's really exciting because we're going to have another black bachelorette and then a black bachelor. And like, it feels like there's, some progress with how the show is um, trying with how the show is representing, you know, like the, just the world. Right. But on the other hand, there's still so many like sinister facts that you have to kind of confront and decide like if you're okay with them or not. And I think that yeah. kind of goes hand in hand with some of the honesty of like, let's hear people's political views because like, we're trying to have like a more full show. Today's episode is also brought to you by Schmitz. It can be tough to find a natural deodorant that works the way you need it to. Some don't last long enough. Some just don't smell nice. But if you're looking for a deodorant that keeps you fresh all day, naturally, and offers a variety of seriously amazing scents, you want Schmitz. It's the natural deodorant that works. Schmitz is the most awarded natural deodorant brand of 2019. Their formulas use innovative ingredients derived from plants and minerals, as well as coconut oil and essential oils to help neutralize odor to keep you feeling fresh. And it's never formulated with aluminum or artificial fragrances. Choose from scent combinations like lavender and sage, rose and vanilla, charcoal and magnesium, and many more. I will definitely be choosing lavender and sage. Lavender's been one of my go-to deodorant scents for so long, and now I'm really happy I can get it in a natural deodorant. If you have sensitive skin, Schmitz thought of that too. Its sensitive line, featuring hemp seed oil and rich natural deodorants, are made without baking soda, they help neutralize odor, and they keep you fresh. Schmitz Natural Deodorant Works. Visit schmitz.com to learn more or find it at a retailer near you. Today's episode is also brought to you by Article. Your home tells your story. Whether you're an art lover, craft collector, or just love a well-curated space, Article is here with pieces that help you showcase your personal style. With designs crafted from solid wood, touchable textures, and a refined color palette, Article's latest collection makes it easy to curate a space that feels uniquely like you. Article combines the curation of a boutique furniture store with the comfort and simplicity of shopping online. Its team of designers focuses on beautifully crafted pieces, quality materials, and durable construction. They are dedicated to a modern aesthetic of mid-century Scandinavian, industrial, and bohemian designs. Plus, you save up to 30% over traditional retail prices. Fast, affordable shipping is available across the U.S. and Canada, and it's free on orders over $999. And all in-stock items are delivered in two weeks or less, and there's a 30-day return policy with simple returns and exchanges. I have several article pieces, and I've never been disappointed in them. They've lasted many years already, and they've got a long life to go. They look stylish but classic, and they just really make my home feel more tied together. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. So go to article.com slash bachelor and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash bachelor to get $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just like think it would just add so much value to the show. And before I forget to like the reason why I wanted to jump in on the the therapist point, because that was a, a big item in the um, the Bachelor Diversity campaign was calling for 
um, mental health resources. And we do acknowledge that, you know, they have like that on staff person. But then if you think about that more too, it's like that person is there on behalf of the bachelor production. or whoever, like the, yeah. whether it's the production company or ABC or whoever it is. So, you know, it's like their job is to make sure that bachelor doesn't get in trouble, you know, essentially like, yeah. and that's like maybe too harsh of a, um, you know, a, a canvassing of it. But I think for the majority, you know, of cases is probably true. And they're essentially there to mitigate risk. And they're there to, you know, make sure that they're like mentally unstable enough, but not like legitimately <laughs> mentally unstable. Like they're trying to make sure that they're in like a place of discomfort, but not like, oh, like this person like not should danger. not be on the show. Discomfort, yeah. but not danger. Yeah. Yeah, right, right. And think about this coming season. I mean, not only um, has everyone been living in like a restricted state due to COVID for the last six months, but it's also so hot in Palm Springs in July and August. Like so hot. I once went to Arizona in August and it was like, I still think of it and like get sweaty. I cannot imagine spending six weeks in the desert of California. It's not fun. I can't imagine. Yeah, it's oh not my it's God. not my vibe either. If it's like above 85, I just like tap out. That's that's just oh not my for God. me. Plus, like, you know, with COVID, you're supposed to like stay outside. Obviously, like there's if everyone's quarantining and tested, you don't need to do that like the nba obviously they're indoors quite a bit they're also in florida another really fucking hot place right now but um (laughs) but i was just thinking like i what a what a just lose i mean you you need like a lot of cold pools but then like will their makeup be dripping and just all this stuff like will the heat make them go insane it would make me go insane so yeah well listen yeah it's like if you're looking for these people to just like break under stress it's like well that's going to be an additional stress factor the fact that it's just so damn hot yeah yeah (laughs) i think also um yeah i I know it's it's gonna be crazy but um another thing i just have like kind of noticed and i think is interesting is there's like a like like the rest of the country there's a real divide in in values i think of like people who support Garrett versus like people Mm -hmm. who uh, it's not even like the people who are like calling for Garrett to like speak up or for Becca to say something. But I I think like that's almost like kind of separate from some of the other stuff I've seen percolating where like Derek path is like very um, pretty active Mm -hmm. on Twitter, like advocating for voting and like typically left-leaning causes. Jason Tardick is pretty left-leaning as well. And, um, you know, his brother was uh, tweeting about LGBTQ uh, rights as it relates to the Supreme Court. And I I think that, and obviously, like, one of the reasons Jason's always been so such an appealing figure is because of his family and how close he is with them. And one thing that was really cool on the show is when they introduced his brother and they didn't really comment on him being gay. They're just like, this is his brother and this is his partner. Yeah, which is like how it be ideally yeah absolutely absolutely and so um i i think that it just sort of like like in so many other places one of the reasons why it's hard to kind of like conquer politics or like have it be a part of the sport or the sport of the show that's how you that's really how i view reality shows these days (laughs) is um because it's so divided. There's no, again, yeah. like there's like no nuanced conversation. There's no comp conversation. All you have to do is like search Rachel's name on an Insta on Twitter or Instagram and like see what kind of crazy shit people say to her. No, I know. And I know. The, the fact that people like think that's normal and okay is like just so bizarre. And then, and then yeah. you're just like, fuck this. Like we, you know, I, I don't know. It's just, it, it's so, it's so weird to see like the broader, more intractable problems of society. Like, really showing up within the bachelor world. But I guess that speaks yeah. to both its success and yeah. 
I do think like my expectations for them, you know, I mean, my expectations for them covering politics in general is very low and, right. and, and all that. But, but I do think if they were to, I do think it would be fair for them to kind of, um, you know, scratch the surface. Like, even if they just like said Trump's name and they're just like, do you support Trump? Like if someone just said that flat out, like I would love to see that. They don't have to get into like the minutia of it all. Like sure. we can we can handle that on Twitter probably more than we should. You know, like we'll we'll all take it from there. But even if they kind of dip their toe into the water of politics, like that I think would be enough. Um, oh yeah, and you know, you mentioned Derek, but yeah, he's like one of the few, like one I'm, you know, like really close to him as far as just bachelor people that oh, cool. That, are, that have kind of like breached the like bachelor friend to real friend barrier. You know, sure. there, there is a, sure, sure. a, a line. Um, and yeah, so like, and honestly, all the people who have crossed the line are like these people who are really, um, you know, active in talking about politics. And, you know, one's Derek, um, you know, one's like becoming Rachel, you know, we've been talking a good amount more. Um, and then Ashley Spivey, I mean, I can't like, you know, credit Ashley Spivey enough, just is so damn smart and actually kind of like, has, has gotten me to be more active too. Cause I cool. think like a lot of people and, and you know, I'm still very much getting there cause it's really easy to get overwhelmed by it all and just overwhelmed by having the conversation. Um, well, cause I actually, I, I got like a flashback to, uh, this goes back to when Black Lives Matter, like that movement was taking off again earlier this year. And I remember I was listening to Ben and Ashley's pod and they were talking about it. I remember Ashley talking Ashley about I. Ashley I. Yes, uh, she was. Oh yeah, that's like confusing. Yeah. Um, Ashley I was was talking about how she wants to like have these conversations, but then she gets like really overwhelmed and like she doesn't know what to say, and then she gets yeah. scared. And it's like I, I I get that, you know. No, I definitely get that. And I think how I would compare it is like. You know, if you're trying to like learn like an instrument or something, you know, you're you're gonna like suck at first. It's gonna be sure. super uncomfortable. You're gonna want to quit. But you know, if you like push through and practice, and I think there was um there was a thread by Akilah Hughes that kind of touched on this on on Twitter, um, where it's like you have to like practice this stuff to to like get a little bit better at it. So I think the show needs to practice it. I think us as like bachelor viewers and just like people need to kind of like practice it, and it's gonna be uncomfortable at first but um then we kind of power through but yeah anyway so that's like just um like ashley actually got me to um do like door-to-door canvassing for the first time obviously we can't do that as much now but yeah so there's there's some people unfortunately too few who are doing a good amount of work well i think that just like this sort of also speaks to a couple of things, which is I'm not even sure I want politics to be on The Bachelor proper, The Bachelorette. I actually, I don't really. But yeah. I think that the like the line between show and not show is blurrier than ever, right? Like mm-hmm. as, especially as The Bachelor itself is creating more content outside of the show. And like, you know, um, they now have two podcasts, one being Bachelor Happy Hour with Rachel and Becca and the other being Clickbait with Tasha. Hannah Ann and Joe, which is just so baffling to me, but I wish them the best of luck. Yeah. A, uh, yeah. That's kind of where I'm at too. It's like, it's like, it's like, I feel like the names were kind of picked out of a hat, but also we'll see like what happens. Yeah, totally. I'm just like, okay, I actually think, um, well, you know, Tasha's about to be super famous as the bachelorette Yeah, and sure. I actually could see Hannah Ann, um, over time developing a cool personality that maybe you'd want to hang out with on a podcast. 
I don't yeah. know if I feel the way about Joe, but again, good luck to, good luck to everyone. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I just say like, you know, it's a lot harder to kind of legislate like what you're seeing on the show versus like all the ancillary content, not only from sort of like fans and hangers on like you and I, but also from the people who are actually on the show that then they're like putting onto these podcasts and like the, you know, the yeah. bachelor tour, like it's kind of, there's a lot of like, um, comps throughout pop culture where like sort of the thing becomes so big that like there's a whole ecosystem around it. Yeah. And, and, and just because like, um, social media and podcasts are such a big part of the bachelor economy. The fact that the bachelor itself is like wading into those things is just kind of like makes it all very confusing. And I think when there's like conflict over politics or even like with Colton, uh, clearly, um, you know, based on the, on the information that has come out from the, the, um, police reports and, and lawsuit is that, you know, it's, it's just sounds like Cassie was in a really precarious situation and I wish her the best of luck. And, Honestly, if he needs help, I hope he gets it too. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, yeah. but it, it just, it just makes like the way that you get to know these people very differently. It used to be a lot easier to be like, this is Nick. He's been on the bachelor four times and now he's with Jen on paradise. And this is Ashley. She cries a lot and she's a virgin. Like, <laughs> but now, you know, both the, but by their own, um, hustle. And I give Ashley, I, a lot of credit for that. And by the machinations of the franchise, like they're actually a lot more than that. You know, like Ashley is someone who like now we're probably going to follow her on her, um, on her pregnancy journey or whatever, whatever yeah, that right, is. Right. Like, it's going to go like a good know? amount of time. Yeah. And it's just like, it's such a, it's so weird. And so I almost think that like one of the reasons I'm like trying to like calibrate getting back into the bachelor state of mind as we approach Clacia's season is that there's just like so much bachelor noise out there as well that um it's funny to think about like what will the show be where you just feel like you've been exposed to so much claire in particular but Tasha as well like information over the last like four months or whatever it is yeah well i mean when you're kind of like talking about how all the lines are blurring between like show and you know podcasting or showing like the and twitter or like their their backgrounds i mean look at the past couple seasons whether it's paradise bachelorette what whatever and you know you look at like becca and garrett how like if you just looked at what garrett was on the show it was entirely different from how a good amount well i guess it depends on what sector of bachelor nation you're in but it's a lot different than like how a lot of people view them and they ended up having to acknowledge it on the show or they ended up acknowledging on the show because it had been such this thing in the ether and then so that's a major example but then you look at you know jpj calling out Derek's podcast and like all, all it's it's really just starting to interweave like crazy podcasts have really gone mainstream you know when when the bachelor has two then you know it's it's gone i know really too i mean that's that's wild yeah seriously um yeah it's just uh it's a it's funny i I think that like a a lot of these questions get obviated when the show is actually on because it's such a focus week to week on the action on the show and also following then the new contestants like the sort of ever replenishing uh field of people it's kind of it's kind of fun Again, it makes yeah. it like sports, but uh, it's it's interesting. One thing I has not happened, almost did. I I believe that someone from Becca's season almost made it onto the challenge. Uh, oh man, just currently filming, but didn't happen. Survivor people are now on the challenge, so it's an ever expanding ecosystem. We'll have to see what happens with uh, yeah. the next. Well, then you people. had uh, you had what Chase on that like X on the beach or whatever. Yes, 
exactly. that show. So they've, they've kind of like been, been uh, spreading their wings a little bit. Oh, absolutely. I, I feel bad for the women of Peter's season that they didn't get a, pad, a paradise run. Like that just re- really hurts. Yeah. It's And it's also, it's going to be interesting. Oh, so I was talking earlier about, I'm really curious if, you know, so obviously we have, um, we have Clacia, you know, coming yeah, up. Exactly. Uh, and then, and then we have Matt right after. I'm curious, are they going to go right to Bachelorette again? Like, do they want to get back on schedule? Do they want to do Paradise? Are they going to do, you know, I'm really curious what they do. I have learned in the last six months that trying to make predictions of timelines is stupid. <laughs> However, <laughs> I do think that they will try to get back on track will be my guess. Although, yeah. you know, maybe they try to do summer games. Like, I, I don't know, because the Olympics yeah. are supposed to happen next well, year. Well, the thing with too is like, although they would pretty much have to have everybody full time on that show for like the next year. You know, it it benefits them having more content. If they're able to shoot it, film it, they'll obviously be able to find people for it. Then it does make sense for them to just like bachelorette, bachelor, bachelorette, probably a summer games and then summer Paradise or uh, bachelor in paradise. And this applies to like all of television, but really the bachelor in particular, there's so many things that like will change because of COVID, right? Like, you know, yeah. the excel- a lot of trends that were accelerated across sectors or whatever. Um, I'm curious to see if travel becomes a big part of the show going forward or if they like just make it a more localized show because yeah. I, yeah. I actually think that works well. I think that kind of adds to the pressure of the situation um, when you don't mm-hmm. travel. And so I, I don't really know why they do travel except for like pretty sets and it's a, that's a real relic of like the year 2005, essentially, you know, and they yeah, used to like, right. and now we're going here travel. It just seems like so much, so unnecessary that yeah. in, a, in a way to save money, although, you know, they get so many trade outs that it's not like it's so yeah. expensive for them. So I'm curious yeah. to see if that comes back. Yeah. I do think they do it in general as like this way to, uh, to show that they've r- like risen the stakes, you know, yeah. where it's like this group is going to Denver, you yeah. know, it's like, okay, that's like this, this crop. And then like w- the first group that gets to go international, it's like, Oh, like then they're at this stage of a relationship. So it's kind of like, um, <laughs> it just like shows passages, passage of time in the connection, I guess, where it's like, Oh, like this is how we, we note it. The natural evolution is to have a bachelor campus and it's just always happening. Kind of like the NBA yeah, bubble, yeah. but like a bachelor yeah. campus, people, people move in and out. And I don't know. There's just a lot of, a lot of ways to spin it. We'll, we'll have to see what happens. Um, yeah. Brett, thank you so much for joining me. It was delightful to chat with you. Yeah, no, absolutely. This is a blast. Um, what's the name of your Facebook group? I don't think you mentioned it fully. It was Brett's Bachelor Buds. It's a little bit of a little little tongue tongue twister there. Yeah. Great. Well, if you need another Bachelor forum, don't leave Bachelor Party. Just join Brett's Bachelor Buds. Yeah. There's. I think there's lots of uh, crossover. You know, I think there's plenty that are in both. So come on over to both. And then if you're watching from Brett's Bachelor Buds, go over to you know. To, to all the groups, all these yeah, groups. Yeah, exactly. Just join in the fun. Um, I'll be back on Thursday. And Brett, thanks again. Have a great afternoon. Yeah, you too. <laughs>